Welcome to the Retirement Clinic with your host, Jeff Kowal, from the Kowal Investment Group, the Retirement Specialists. Good morning and welcome WISN's Retirement Clinic, hosted by the Kowal Investment Group, the Retirement Specialists, and Jeff Kowal, founder of the Kowal Investment Group 35 years ago. That's right. It's going to be 36 now. Happy uh, New Year. Yeah, I clicked over to 2023. Happy New Year to you as well. First show of the Retirement Clinic for 2023. Now we have to get used to writing checks out. That's right. Do do people still write checks? Some of us do. But I look at the number they have written. It's gone down dramatically. I might write, you know, well, probably 20 checks throughout the year, but it's, you know, he's still writing checks. It's down significantly. Oh, gosh, yeah. With debit and everything else, Jeff. Yep. Uh, boy, we got lots to talk about. Um, there was a show last week on Saturday, uh, J- Joe Still and Aaron Spitzner, kind of talking about the end of the year. We're going to flip that around, talking about looking ahead. It's a new year, Jeff. Uh, things that we should be thinking about with regards to our retirement. But first, to all of our listeners, this show is not going anywhere in 2023. Same time slot, 10 a.m. Saturdays. Uh, not much has changed with you, except you've added lots of locations. So I guess a lot has changed with you guys. <laughs> sure. <laughs> you added Heartland last year? That's right. So we do have, uh, what, five locations now in uh, Waukesha, our world headquarters in Waukesha, Port Washington, Phoenix, uh, Racine, and Heartland. Uh, right in the heart of uh, uh, Lake Country in Heartland, Wisconsin. So it's, it's a great location. Um, we've had a lot of activity there. It's a lot of fun to be there. Yeah, and your niche is retirement. That's what you guys do. You plan our retirements, Jeff. And uh, along those lines, let's just get some business or housekeeping details out of the way to start the retirement clinic today. Uh, Jeff, two things that we got to talk about. One is a lot of fun, and it's a Kentucky bourbon trail. That's right. You're you're behind this, I bet. Well, uh, indeed I am. <laughs> Aaron and Adam and I, my two sons, went on the uh, bourbon tour um, uh, last year, and we hit, I think, 17 distilleries in two and a half days. It was just a blast. Now, we didn't go on tours in every one, and uh, what Charlie Kroll has put together for us, we thought this would be great. A lot of our clients would say, I'd love to do that. Uh, so if you've ever thought of yourself that you want to go on a bourbon tour, I'd love to do it at some point in my life. Now is the time. Uh, I'm inviting you to join me and my wife, other bourbon lovers. It's going to be April 20th to 24th. April 20th to 24th so it's this not, year. It's not that long, but it's just long enough. Yeah, it's about four days. Yeah, I love uh, that. It's, it is five days, four nights for a trip of... Uh, bourbon trip of a lifetime for more details or to register contact our office 262-522-4040 call cruising tour directly 800-383-3131 and ask about koal's kentucky bourbon trail what he's added is a number of other things that are in there a museum mixology uh, Churchill Downs, just it's going to be a fantastic trip. Uh, we're going to do, I think, two distilleries. We're going to visit, and that's enough. Uh, well, to visit we'll, and tour because I did this in visit spring. and tour, yes, yeah. And there's a difference for those of you that like a bourbon, have an interest, or I will say if you have no interest at all, like my wife, my wife is too. She's she's not yeah. no interest, but she's coming along. It's going to be a great trip. Yeah. It's going to be a lot of fun. Non-bourbon lovers love this. Uh, they do all kinds of things, and if it's organized by Cruise and Tour, the people that have worked with WISN for decades, Jeff, it's going to be good. 
Oh, yes. Uh, the, and again, they've plotted it out, and, and we start at our Racine office. We meet there, take a bus down there. It's it Really, it's going to be a lot of fun, a lot of camaraderie. A lot of my clients are going. If we have some other people that would like to join us, that would be fantastic, a lot of fun. Uh, again, it's April 20th to 24th this year, the uh, Bourbon Tour of a Lifetime. And uh, call our office or call Cruising Tour at 800-383-3131 for more details. I'm going to add one thing. You're going to Kentucky in April. That is their sp- that spring. Oh. That's when everything is, is busting. Oh, yeah, yeah. It'll be fantastic. It'll be excitement about the Kentucky Derby coming up. Yeah. Uh, a short time after that. But uh, and we'll be there. We'll be there at Churchill Downs. So that'll be pretty cool, too. It'll be very. Uh, so this, this tour, again, April 20th to 24th, you can reach out, call. And this is the number you call anytime to reach the Kowal Investment Group, 262-522-4040. Cruising Tour is organizing it. You can Google them if you forget their website um, or their numbers, 800-383-3131. And I'm sure we'll talk more about it, but you've got to make plans for this stuff. It's coming up April 20th through the 24th. That's the first thing. The second thing, if you have retirement questions for this show or want to talk to anybody in confidence or off the air, Jeff, uh, you have a place in your website we can now go to. Yeah, a couple things. Uh, a lot of times, I mean, do you ever find yourself uh, with questions after the show or you're listening to the show and you say, I wish I had called in about this. I wish I'd have uh, asked this question. Uh, we want to hear from you. Submit your questions online at thekowalway.com, K-O-W-A-L, the Kowalway.com. Select the resources tab. Scroll down to the radio shows. There, there you'll be able to submit questions to be answered on our show. Um, we hope that it allows more of you to submit questions. It allows us to answer more of your questions. Again, to submit your retirement questions, visit our website, thekowalway.com. Click on resources tab, and we look forward to hearing from you. We'll answer those questions on the air. Yeah, we've been answering questions live on the radio show, Jeff, uh, since 2001. Uh, that's a long time. You yeah, you do the market it's updates. 22 years, wow. 22 years, and you've had a now 35th anniversary this year. No, last year at 35th. Right, right 36 this year. So you're going on 36 years at the Kowal Investment Group. The Kowalway.com is a website. And I guess one more thing, uh, business-wise, we should kind of lay out the show, the rest of the program. We're hearing from your son, Aaron Kowal. We're going to hear from Marie McFarlane, and she's got some neat things on the prices of everything seem to be going That's up. That's right, especially when you're in retirement. you got to be careful about inflation. She's got a great insight on that uh, today. Um, uh, also, we're going to have the sexy segment, the wealth management preservation segment. This is going to be so exciting. It's going to be net unrealized appreciation. Pretty technical, but if you have appreciated stock, appreciated company stock, you better pay attention to it. And now, this is the time of year to do it because there's going to be taxable income. So you have to prepare in January for what income income tax impact this could have on you. So that's going to be a great segment, too. First show of 2023, the Retirement Clinic, every Saturday going forward. Same plan. We talk about retirement, Jeff, and you educate us on things. Sometimes there's subtle reminders. Sometimes it's, I didn't know that. Oh, my goodness. I better talk to my advisor. So let's kick off the show officially. Topic number one. 
Well, this one is what happened in the market last year. And it's uh, interesting that, you know, much of the year NASDAQ was down 30, around 30%, sometimes over 30%. NASDAQ is the tech heavy index. 43% of that index is technology stocks and technology stocks got creamed last year. Uh, much of the year, S&P 500 was down 18, around 18 to 20%. We hit bear market territory. But you look back at some of these things that happened. And, you know, when we started last year, post, that was 2022, post-COVID global economic recovery was gathering momentum. Things were opening up. And because things were opening up, the supply chain bottlenecks were beginning to ease a little bit. Global markets reflected optimism for the most part with major indexes making all new all-time highs in November and December of 2021. So going into last year, going into 2022, we were hitting record highs at the end of December 2021. Inflation rates were rising, but central bankers were reluctant to raise rates. The Federal Reserve was reluctant to do it. The theory was that was transient. At least that's what the administration was pushing. We found out that that was a bunch of BS. Uh, markets began to slide early in the year last year as inflation continued to rise and Russia-Ukraine tensions began to escalate. Oh, man. So that, last year... Exactly this, a year from now. A year ago. Yeah. A year ago, the tensions were starting to rise. So we weren't even in the no. conflict. On January 24th... Uh, I'm sorry, February 24th of last year, Russia invaded Ukraine. We created new supply chain issues. The price of crude oil touched $129 in March. Federal Reserve raised interest rates... Um, 0.25% in early March of last year to and, try and, and they never place. stopped after they that. They haven't stopped, no. <laughs> that, there's a scandal with that. I want to get to that in a second. Well, good, because I my question is, do we need to keep on raising well, them? Well, just, I'm oh, glad you asked that question. Right, <laughs> at, at some point, are we, I mean, we have to stop raising, the Fed's got to stop raising and hiking the rates, I'm right? Gonna talk about, I'm going to talk about that scandal after this. Okay, good. Because uh, that is turning into a scandal. A couple weeks ago, it was found out that the job numbers were grossly inflated. And that was a, a uh, one of the reasons why the Fed was raising interest rates, because it was still overheating. We had a lot of people getting jobs. They were spending money, so they said. Uh, but inflation continued to increase in April. The U.S. consumer inflation rate for March was reported at 8.5%. So this is April of 2022 for March of 2022. It was the highest rate it had been since 1980s. Fed raised interest rates by a half percent in May and warned that rate hikes might become more aggressive. We found out that through the fall, they were raising at three quarters of a percent in, in uh, uh, a couple months in the fall, then a half percent in December of this year. Mortgage rates around the world began to rise sharply. Home sales fell sharply around the world. Uh, markets plunged. So Remember the rosy outlook at the end of 2021? All of a sudden, they said, what the heck's going on? I remember, um, and this is just this past summer. So, Jeff, a year ago, you're talking about, right, the start of 2022. And I remember the real estate market getting homes, you know, 50000 70000 over asking price on day one. Yes. And experts in real estate that were saying, like WISN's own Bob Tarantino saying, this won't last. It can't yeah. continue. They're overvalued. And, of course, he was right. Bob knows this stuff. Yeah, you bet. I, I think that, that, that uh, it, again, you, you, you were mentioning that your wife had a great year. There's still things to be done in real estate, but now it's more realistic than it was a year ago. Uh, almost but, coming back to maybe where they should have been. Yes. You know, the value of homes. 
Yeah. Uh, anyway, third quarter uh, uh, earnings expectations fell. Uh, continued halfway through, so earnings for stocks uh, fell. Uh, ex- expectations fell, although earnings came in better than expected. Rate hikes for U.S. Fed Federal Reserve warned that rate hikes were likely to continue for some time. U.S. slipped into a technical recession, but the government kept saying, "No, no, no! Look at the employment numbers." Okay, this is where I'm going to bring in the report, the the scandal. A couple weeks ago, uh, it says, "Oops, this is uh, just the news." Uh, Biden uh, Bureau of Labor Statistics overstated job numbers by more than a million, raising manipulation concerns. So the this is where the Philadelphia Federal Reserve has found that the Bureau of Labor Statistics dramatically overstated second quarter job numbers, prompting scrutiny from Republicans who have raised concerns of politically motivated manipulation of federal statistics. They reported this is this is stunning, and you'll never hear about this. This was already a couple of weeks ago. No, Chuck Todd on the uh, Sunday morning show. I watch that guy. I almost vomit when I watch him. Well, there's probably there, there's vomit-worthy content there. Oh, my goodness. I mean, <laughs> sure. they talk about Trump every Sunday morning. Oh, but the Bureau of Labor Statistics reported that the U.S. economy saw a net gain of 1,047,000 jobs in the second quarter, according to the New York Times. The Philadelphia Fed contends the, fig- the figure was actually a mere 10,500 jobs. So instead of a 1,047,000 jobs, there were 10,000 jobs. That's it. So just an, uh, Not a even round, close. around a year of a million. <laughs> so, I mean, that, uh, but they were saying that because of this, we're not in a technical recession. Oh, no, look at the jobs, Margaret. Look at the jobs But reports. you can't change the definition of what a recession but is. But they did change it, saying, no, look at, you know, it's, it was a technical, you know, two consecutive quarters of negative GDP growth is the technical definition. They're saying, no, no, look at the jobs numbers. And the jobs numbers, they were lies. They were outright lies on this. Right. When you go to, to the dictionary and look up re- recession, there's not a but after it. Right. Yeah, we but, had two consecutive quarters of negative growth, but the yeah. job numbers were good, so we're okay. Florida Senator Rick, Rick Scott uh, outright accused Biden of lying and, and demanded a meeting with the head of the uh, Bureau of Labor Statist- Statistics to resolve the alleged discrepancy. Wronged by a million jobs, he, Joe Biden's been lying to the American people about our economy to prop up his failed agenda. agenda. Um, so he was requesting a meeting with that. But, again, how it fits in with the economy from last year is that they kept on raising interest rates, raising interest, raising interest rates because of a strong job economy. Well, it was, it was um, they just wanted to raise interest rates. It wasn't and they really a strong job economy. And they wanted economy. to promote that before the election to, to, um, to, to, to try and stem inflation and to say that the labor market's so good, all these people are working, vote for us again. And I got so, a question for you, Jeff. I'll play devil's advocate. I hear this, and I might say, wait, but I see jobs wanted everywhere. You know, the skilled trades, they can't find plumbers and electricians. Restaurants are going out of business or they're right. trimming their hours because they can't find people that want to work in the service industry. So I hear this, that I can get a job all the time or anytime, anywhere I want, but it's also the type of job, I think, right? There's some Americans that just haven't been willing to go back to work since COVID. But that's where we haven't been going, yes, since COVID. That's right. Well, there was there was a report I think Jay Weber was talking about where to be off of work, it can make almost the equivalent of a hundred thousand dollars a year. I mean, for some people, why would you go back to work? <laughs> S- sit in your PJs at home. 
on yeah. your laptop. Why would you go back to work? I mean, if you can make 100K a year, bless you, right? But if you look at Trump's economy, what he was doing is bringing a lot of those jobs back home and making it so that you couldn't hire some of these workers, so you had to pay yeah. more. So that's why the minimum wage went out the window, because to, in order for people to um, be able to... <laughs> your phone is flashing. My phone is going off. No, no. Jessica, uh, can I explain your I phone? I, 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 it blinks. Uh, I mean, like the light goes off on it. When, yeah. So I... Yeah. I I always think like a fire alarm is going off. No, in it's not. I'm sorry. I shouldn't. I, I just forgot to turn off. Couldn't even hear it. Rule number one, right? right? Anyway, back to last year. Third quarter earnings season went better than than uh, feared. Uh, so er, actually, quarterly earnings were good. Um, not all retailers were struggling. A little bit of a Santa Claus rally. Um, so you know, uh, for for last year, um, it was a, it was a rough year. But you look back at some of these things and say, I remember that. I remember that. Um, Again, markets may still be at odds with Federal Reserve policy. You know, did they overshoot it? Now we'll see how they do it. Um, the insight, um, uh, what it means for investors, this is interesting because uh, you know, this is like uh, economics 101 or investing 101. Remember the words of our friend Warren Buffett imploring investors to be fearful when others are greedy and greedy when others are fearful. Difficult periods for equity markets are rough periods for holding stocks, but excellent opportunities to buy high quality companies. And now we're seeing that their markets are down a little bit over uh, quite a bit. So now may be the time to, to be going in. What about the two years? Believer in Warren Buffett's theory. We, we got two years left with the current administration. Jeff, we're starting this year out with, of course, a little bit of a political climate change in Washington, right? With the house being controlled by Republicans. Right. Do investors like that, or are we in a holding pattern until 2024? That's interesting. There are so many competing theories about it. Uh, divided government is usually good for the markets because there are less things that they can do to us. <laughs> you know, there'll be less things that they can get through. Republicans can propose all the things they want, but if they can't get it through the Senate, uh, if the House can propose anything, but if they can't get it through the Senate, it'll never get to Biden's desk and it'll never get signed into Correct. law. So a lot of times that's good because there's less damage that they can do. Uh, also, Republicans control the purse strings a little bit. They, they still have to follow the law. Um, so I think that, and then the other part of it is also that historically, the year following the midterm elections, um, typically, the markets do anything anywhere from about six and a half to thirteen percent in the one year following the midterm elections, which it's, is right now this year. That's this year. Well, uh, and what do they average? Six to thirteen. Six to thirteen percent. Most so investors would take that. Uh, you bet. <laughs> and there are some years that's been even better than that. So it depends on which which um, uh, uh, index you're looking at, but still in the year following that. Now, uh, is it? You know, the, the historically, also third year of a presidential term is the best year because they've got all their best e economic ideas. The economy is just humming along, and but, yeah, most presidents. Yeah, but you think you think the, all the the obscene spending that's going on. Are we headed for a recession? Are we headed? I don't think we're headed for a recession. Um, I, I don't think that, but I think that it could be a good year, but we may not see great improvement. A lot of volatility in the first part of the year. And inflation is still here. Oh, right? It is, absolutely. Gas has gone down, but prices are insanely yes. high across the board for groceries and, and other items. It's almost shocking when you look but at it. But if you look at later on in the year, again, historical by historical norms, we should see a recovery starting the end of next year. 2024 should be a uh, end of this year, rather. Yeah. 2024 should be a 
uh, Goodyear as well. Going Ending into the with elections. the uh, November presidential Correct. election. So we're already talking about the presidential elections I next know. year. I Isn't know. that something? Well, so we, it's what political pundits do, but the station primarily focuses on that stuff too. Politics does affect investors, Jeff. What happens in D.C. certainly hits your average investor when they see the mainstream media reporting, right? Absolutely. Some people see five minutes of news a day. They don't go deep into the weeds. They see the headlines. Man, it depends on where you're getting the headlines from. Just what you're talking about. Will they ever see this million-dollar lie on the the, uh, employment number? They'll never see it. Not on mainstream media. They saw the million dollars of additional jobs. They'll never see the correction no. at the Bureau of Labor Statistics. All I see, I meet the press. About. I mentioned Chuck Todd because I got a beef with him. Just like when the <laughs> view is, I'm beyond the view. I got over it. But uh, they're just, there's certain people that are lost cause. All he talks about is January 6th. That's all that show talks about. Trump and January 6th. And they cannot talk about anything else. They ignore the immigration crisis, which is oh, yeah. huge. I Absolutely. think it's huge. Yeah. They ignore inflation and, of course, what's happening with Ukraine and Russia. A lot of things are happening, but, Jeff, that's kind of the normal. As an investor, you've got to have kind of a cast-iron stomach, right? And everybody wants to say, yeah, but this time is different. What caused the drop of the market last year was um, you know, the excess spending, all those type, types of things. But they say, yeah, that's different. We've got this uh, regime in there that uh, wants to turn us into a socialist country. This time it's different. There were things, you know, World War II, World War One, the mortgage crisis. There are crises each time that triggers a downturn in the market. Or social. But the market always does Cultural recover. issues, JFK's assassination, you look at the 60s, Jeff. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if you're a student of history, uh, there's always been strife. Where there is strife? There's generally opportunities. Yeah. Um, the, the the duration of downturns in the market have been, on average, about 1.3 years. Uh, and they uh, um, last, uh, it happens about every 7.7 years. The average bull market, the average increase is 380%, and the duration of a good market is about 7.2 years. Um, so the, a down market generally lasts about 1.3 years. An up market generally lasts, on average, 7.2 years. So after this, this is a rough time. When you're right in the middle of it, yeah. this is difficult to go through it. But there are there is a light at the end of the tunnel, and it may be for an extended period of time also. Kind of like having a bad football season, right? You're watching your team struggle. You're Like if you're a Bears fan, that's got to be tough. Well, think of us. Oh, you're not old enough, but think about the Packers. And no, I'm old enough. <laughs> Growing I mean, up in the 70s and 80s, they were horrible. And you thought it was never going to end. Never. So, I but just at, like the Packers. Right. The market will come back. All I heard from my dad and my grandpa was Lombardi, the Packers, the World sure. Championships. And all I saw was Lynn Dickey and Lofton and loss, loss, loss. They yeah. never made the playoffs. And if you're alive today and you're 30 years or younger, all you saw is great teams. That's right. That's right. Like you, you make the playoffs every year. Favre and Rogers, my goodness. So you're right. It's all perspective, the same as the market. Yeah, right in the middle of it, it's difficult to go through, but the good times will be here again. That's good stuff, Jeff. And kind of uh, optimistic yeah, in nature. Bet. Knowing that things do turn, they always again, do. Again, it may not be until have. the fall of this year, but uh, it, it, you know, I think we're in for some volatility. But ultimately, the, the markets will come back and it could be for an extended period of time. We are in right now a bull market, correct? Bear market. Uh, I'm, I'm sorry. We're in a bear market, but yeah. the bull market we were in was Coming quite a long time. Yeah. Yes. It lasted a long time. Uh, so we'll break. We're going to come back. Okay, we're going to hear from Aaron Kowal. 
boss segment is for business owners, savings, and their security. Marie McFarland with a great segment after that, and we'll set that up when we come back. So a quick break, WISN's Retirement Clinic. Remember, the Bourbon Tour coming up in April, the 20th through the 24th. For more details on the Bourbon Trip of a Lifetime, contact Cruise and Tour. Uh, or just reach out to the Cowall Investment Group. If you've got questions, 262-522-4040. Thecowallway.com has a resources tab. Submit your questions. Just scroll down and they will answer your questions. We are on with Jeff Cowall. Saturdays at 10 o'clock. WISN's Retirement Clinic. I'm Paul Cronforst. We'll be right back. Welcome back to the Retirement Clinic on WISN. I'm Aaron Kowal with the Boss Minute, business owner's savings and security. It's about owning your retirement, not just your business. Do you know what the Inflation Reduction Act means for your small business? The Inflation Reduction Act is essentially a climate change law with some health care benefits. The legislation doesn't include any direct tax increases on small businesses. However, some of its provisions have the potential to raise costs significantly. Here are four things your small business should do to prepare. Commit more resources to record keeping. Keep original receipts to document the business purposes of all your spending. You must be able to prove it with receipts and demonstrate how it benefits the business. Two, beware of certain tax credits and tax deductions. If you declare certain tax reductions of any substance, the IRS will be interested in auditing it. Be sure you're executing any tax strategies properly. Three, be open and honest with your taxpayers and expect the same of them. You should have all your questions answered and feel confident your tax preparer knows what they are doing. And four, be mindful about costs and profitability. Scrutinize the pricing of your services and products and be ready to strategize smart ways you can pass on those higher costs. If you need assistance preparing your business for the Inflation Reduction Act, give our office a call today at 262-522-4040 or visit thecowallway.com. Aaron Kowal with today's boss segment, Business Owner Savings and Security. And now pivoting to another Kowal team member, Marie McFarlane has a segment for us, Jeff. That's right. Uh, she's going to talk about inflation, costing more money for retirees, the impact of inflation on retirees, retirees your retirement and your spending. Great segment. Marie, take it away. Yeah, my topic today is a great one. Um, and it's on a lot of people's minds. This is an article from the Wall Street Journal, and it's titled, Everything Costs More, and That's Disrupting Retirement for Many. It's written by Harriet Torrey, and again, this is on the Wall Street Journal. It's essentially going through and sharing how rising inflation and wages have prompted um, a lot of people back to work, but specifically the article goes through how older workers have either been putting off their retirement even though maybe they've been planning for it and thought they were going to retire at the beginning of 2022 but now have pushed it till 2023 or the unforeseeable future um, and also workers going back to the workforce age 55 and older. So obviously inflation has been pretty high and it's uncomfortable um, and that really affects retirees um, mainly because you have a fixed income. And typically the fixed income is what you've been planning for, you know, all your years of, re of preparing for retirement. You've said, okay, we're going to spend about $5,000 a month on 
our expenses. And then all of a sudden inflation hits and now that 5,000 is 5,500. And that's a significant shift. So that extra $500 for 12 months, you're looking at $6,000 difference annually. That's pretty drastic. And so, you know, you kind of have to go back to the drawing table if you're increasing your income by 10% or more every year. Um, And so I think that's one area where we help our clients, I, I mean, often, right? Going through inflation planning and understanding, okay, what does my income look like? Am I okay if I keep the income the same? Am I okay if I increase my income because my expenses have increased? Um. It also goes through talking about how um, a lot of people have been pushed back into the workforce and it doesn't necessarily like say been pushed back or people have opted to go back to the workforce. Um, And I think for both reasons, one, maybe they retired a little too early and they're a little bored. Two, could possibly be also that their expenses have gone up and they just need a little extra income to... um, maintain the lifestyle that they've gotten used to. So we've also noticed that um, people over age 55, in the article it mentions people over the age 55 are either working or looking for a job. Their labor participation rate rose from 38.9% in March and prior to it was 38.4% in October. So that's a pretty significant um, increase So essentially, what does that break down to? Well, that breaks down to more than 480,000 people in that age group entered the labor force during the past six months. And this is um, since October to March of 2022. That's an astounding amount of people. Um, And that's more than the 180,000 who entered the labor force in the six months prior to the pandemic struck. So that's a pretty significant difference. Um, And the good news is that the job market has improved for workers of all ages. Um, So you notice that, you know, the uh, wages have increased. And so therefore, that can be another reason why it's attractive to go back to work. But I would also say the unique thing of what's going on today is there's other reasons and other factors for prompting people um, of all ages to go out and look for jobs. Of course, COVID-19 vaccinations, um, school and daycares reopening, more remote and flexibility for work opportunities that can cause an increase um, and be more attractive for those, especially in retirement, right? You want to be able to have the flexibility of, okay, I'll work Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday for a couple hours, but I'm not dedicating 45 hours a week, Monday through Friday, maybe weekends, right? So you want to be able to have that flexibility. So there are um, opportunities now that create that flexibility and make it more attractive to have that part-time. Another key factor in the recent jump in year-over-year inflation is, you know, most goods for people have nearly, I mean, gone up 9% or more. And so, like I mentioned before, when you're on a fixed income, this can drastically change the way you live. And I mean, I even find it for myself, right? You can make cutbacks, but truly at the end of the day, even the cutbacks, even if you cut most things out, you're still spending more than you were used to. Um, Even with taking out 
you know, maybe some fun things. Maybe you took out Netflix or whatever the case might be, right? You still take those things out and you still are spending more than you had before for less amount of goods and services. So again, when you're in retirement, this does cause um, a lot of anxiety. And I would say that's where we help our clients. Um, I do think it's important to start working with an advisor prior to retiring because we'll go through these situations where with our clients and make sure we adjust your income for inflation and understand that it's not always going to look exactly the way it is right today. And so we need to prepare and have a plan if things do change in the future. And that's proven to be true right now. Um, so I think this is a great article. Um, kind of to wrap it up, I would say the most important thing is Working with us, your team of advisors, to help you confirm what your retirement date looks like and most importantly that you're achieving the income needs you've expected because you've worked really hard to save for it and so you deserve to know, okay, am I going to be okay if inflation continues to rise 5, 6, 7, 8, 9% moving forward? Always good to hear from Marie McFarland. She had some good stuff in that segment too, Jeff. Absolutely. And again, it's important at the beginning of the year, be concerned about the income you're taking out, especially how it affects your, in, your uh, inflation affects the income and your income needs. Also, we have a number of uh, people that are thinking about retiring this year. Retiring in a bear market is challenging, but 2023 retirement outlook includes a host of other major threats, including high inflation, rising interest rates, and other things. Should you be retiring in a bear market? I want to talk a little bit. This is an article in Forbes magazine. There are a couple of tips in it, but these are things that we talk about with clients every single day. Uh, if you're close to already in retirement, have $750,000 or more in, in investable assets, Call the Coal Investment Group because, again, we deal with this all the time. Um, when, you, when you talk about retiring in a bear market, the name of the game is minimizing principal withdrawals during a downturn in the market. So still take income from it, but if you can minimize that, you can always increase the amount of income that you're taking out later on. Um, you have to take into account inflation, uh, just what Marie was, Marie was talking about. Long-term inflation rate over the last 60 years has been about 3%. If you're using less than that, it's a mistake. If you're using much more than that, that may be a mistake too because our 7% current inflation rate is, is, is going to come down. We already see signs of that. These it, are historic highs, right? These the are highest his, in yes, 40 years. The highest in 40 years, you bet. So they are going to come down. They're not going to go down to 2%. That's probably history as well. Um, we could see it again, but if you look at it, uh, it's it's probably going to be a closer to 3 to 3.5%. Three Another thing that you can consider, if you can, is uh, delayed taking Social Security. We have a plan at the Coal Investment Group to, to um to plan for who should be retaking retirement. If it, you should be retaking it or if your spouse should be taking it, if one should be delaying it to full retirement age, the other one take it early. This is a, a, a plan that we go through with our clients. So, you know, is it in your in the cards for you to be delaying Social Security? You do get good increases if you can wait till late 70. What's the first year I can start taking Social Security? 62 is the first year. Now, there are exceptions for widows but um, and others. But the first year, you, it really is age 62. 
Full retirement age for most people is around age 67. So if you take it earlier than that, you get a, it's going to be a lower amount. If you take it after that, it increases by 8% a year. That's a lot. The longer you wait, the, obviously, the more you're going to get in your... That's right. But should one spouse, as an example, my wife started taking hers at 62. There was no reason. Mine is the higher between the two of us. Why not take hers? So we delayed mine. We're delaying mine, took hers. So that, I think, was a game plan for us. And for a lot of people, it might work the same way. Grab some of the Social Security as soon as you can. But in no way, shape, or form should you intend on Social Security being your sole source of retirement That's income. Right. That's right. That's just not enough. And if you're planning on doing that in 2023, rethink that too. <laughs> Um, but you also have to rethink what your game plan is for health insurance. If you're 65 or, or better, then you're okay with Medicare and a supplement, maybe an Advantage plan, uh, or if you're still working, you may have a plan at work. But if you're before age 65, you have to think about that and plan for health care and retirement. Another is to be be ready to retirement. Um, you know, if, if you're retiring early, you want to make sure, and this we have a saying that says you want to retire once. You don't want to make a, a miscalculation uh, and find out that you have to go back to work at 70 because you run out of money or and close to it. And maybe back to a job that you don't really, you That's didn't right. pick. You just ha you have to have a job. That's right. So if yeah. you're retiring early, make sure that you could retire once. Uh, we have what's called a bad timing scenario for our clients. We say, okay, let's say the day you walk out of work, the market crashes. Are you prepared for that? And do can you withstand a, a downturn in the market? Um a small but significant percentage retire because they have to care for a family member, such as a partner or an adult child. Meanwhile, 30% of the general population say they expect to work until age 70, but in reality, only 7% work that long. Again, if you're considering um, uh, retiring in 2023, doesn't make sense to take a part to get a part-time job. I think it, it might for some people, or they might want to keep you on it part-time to consider that. Um, don't, don't neglect self-care. Make sure you take care of yourself. Make sure you have a plan of things to do once you do retire. And finally, get professional help. Coal Investment Group, the retirement specialist. This is what we do every day at work. We manage about a billion dollars of assets for our clients. Uh, so we manage the investment part of it. We manage the planning part of it, tax planning, uh, estate planning, Wills and trusts, we make sure that those get cooked. We have trusted partners in each of these areas to make sure that you get the best help possible. Yeah, I like how you phrase it. Maybe, you know, how do you know you're ready to retire? Um, this is what these guys do every day at the Wall Investment Group. A lot coming up. Kind of a short and condensed sexy segment, but we never miss it. It's the future of the week. It's coming up next. And then we'll kind of give you information on what we started the show about. Jeff's got a great, well, we'll tell you later. It's a bourbon trail tour. Bourbon. In, in April. So it's it's coming up soon. you got to plan ahead for that, too, just like retirement. It's all coming up on WISN's Retirement Clinic, thecowallway.com, or to submit questions online or to call. All with questions, 262-522-4040 for the Kowal Investment Group, the retirement specialist. It is time for the sexy segment of the first show for the retirement clinic of 2023. Jeff, we're on Saturdays at 10 a.m. This segment will always be a part of the show. That's right. This show is for everybody. This particular segment is for those with a million dollars or more. Once you've accumulated some wealth, million dollars or more is a good start, 2 million, 5 million, 10 million or more. How do you preserve it? 
grow it, take income from it, and pass it on to your heirs. That's what this segment is about. Um, if you're looking at retiring in 2023 and you have company stock, uh, uh, the net unrealized appreciation tax strategy is important. You have to think about it. So if you have highly appreciated company stock, you say, yeah, but the market dropped. But if you look at that, your company stock you may have had for 25 or 30 years, it's highly appreciated from what you paid into it. You have to pay attention to this. It's called net unrealized appreciation. Anyway, a tax strategy is more than a mathematical computation and absent-minded button-pressing transaction. Each situation is different. Um, again, this is Ed Slot is a, a, a tax expert, nationally known um, friend of mine. I've known him since '99. Uh, uh, any new tax issues that come out, um, they run it past Ed Slot to say, "What does this mean?" Um, so the, all the publications do that. So bulging market growth over the past decade. Combined with a wave of employees leaving their jobs have created a perfect storm of opportunity for tax planning with company stock in a 401k or an ESOP employee stock ownership plan. When a sizable retirement plan rollover opportunity presents itself, there is unfortunately a high potential for certain elements to be overlooked. As such, proceeding with a plan to IRA rollover, in other words, your 401k plan rolling the stock into an IRA, a lot of advisors will say, yeah, just go ahead and do that. We can take income from it. No, no, no. you got to look at it first. Anyway, net unrealized appreciation. What it is, it's a tax break. It's the opportunity to pay tax at long-term capital gains tax rates on the appreciated company stock versus paying ordinary income tax rates on that growth. Net unrealized appreciation. So let's say you have half a million dollars of company stock and you paid $100,000 on it. You could either pay ordinary income tax on that $400,000 of gain, which might be 24, 30%, or you could pay 10 to 15% of capital gains on that stock, which is better. Every situation is different. You at least have to take a look at when well, a person. Wouldn't it be the lower one is better? The lower one absolutely is better, but the problem is you have to pay some taxes on it to get it out of it. You'd have to pay taxes on that $100,000 to get it out of that plan. And that's why it's important to do it early in the year because if you have $100,000 of additional taxable income this year and you work three quarters of the year and then do it, you may have 200,000 of income, you add 100,000 on top of it. That's why if you're making a decision to retire, you gotta think about doing it early in the year if you have highly appreciated company stock. So again, when a person owns company stock in a 401k, a possible net unreal net unrealized appreciation, NUA opportunity exists. Um, you have to do it all in one year. It can't be some this year, some next year. So there are some triggering uh, issues with it. What triggers the NUA? You got to talk to a professional about that. Give our office a call. Net unrealized appreciation, highly appreciated company stock, in your retirement plan. Be careful with it. I said it was going to be condensed and good. That was today's sexy segment. Following up with questions, reach out to the Kowal Investment Group at 262-522-4040. And you can select the resource tab if you scroll down on their website. And it's kind of a neat feature. They will answer questions submitted to the show. That's on their website, thekowalway.com. We'll be right back. 
wrapping up today's retirement clinic with Jeff Kowal from the Kowal Investment Group. We're back next Saturday at 10 o'clock. We open the show, Jeff, talking about in April for, what, four nights and five days, the bourbon trip of a lifetime. That's right. If you've ever thought to yourself, I'd love to do the Kentucky Bourbon Trail at some point in my life, now is the time. Uh, my wife and I are going with other bourbon lovers, and she's not a bourbon lover. I am, but she is not. But she's going along, too. It'll be You'll fun. see the countryside, the horse That's ranches. It. It's beautiful. Oh, and we're going to be doing, uh, in addition to touring a couple of bourbon uh, uh, distilleries. Yeah. We're going to be doing uh, mixology. We'll be doing museum tour. We'll be doing uh, the Kentucky Derby, the Churchill Downs. So it's a great trip, April 20th to 24th of this year. For more details or to register, contact our office, 2625-224040, or better, better yet, call Cruise and Tour directly at 800 383 3131, 800-383-3131, and ask about Kowal's Kentucky Bourbon Trail Tour. Yeah, Cruise and Tour, obviously known for doing all of the, uh, many of the WISN things at Bell & Cruise. You've worked with them on tours. They do a great yep. job. This will be so well done. And Jeff, if people have questions, you, you've got many locations, world headquartered. Waukesha, of course, you added that Heartland address. Port Washington up in Ozaukee County, Phoenix, Arizona, Racine as well. You're all over the place. That's right. If you're close to already in retirement, $750,000 or more in investable assets. If you're doing it yourself or tired of doing it yourself, if you have assets scattered all over, want to consolidate, give our office a call or go to thekowalway.com. And we're back next Saturday. Happy New Year. This is the first show of 2023. Like Jeff said, we'll see you next Saturday. Jeff, have a fantastic weekend. Thanks, you too, Paul. Thanks for joining us on WISN News and your weekend Fox 6 weather forecast up next.